0: hey how you doing this is ryan with rye radio and we got jason harris coming up and we're going to be talking about fatherhood i want to say a happy father's day to all the fathers out there all the dads have a great day enjoy your day barbecue laugh enjoy your kids uh, enjoy your wife and uh, just have a good life All right. Well, welcome to Rye Radio. I'm here with Jason, and uh, we're back together again, and um, ready for another exciting episode, and just talking about um, fatherhood and and uh, being good good to your kids, being a, a good husband to your wife, and uh, just being a good person. And um, thought it was a great opportunity. Um, there'll be more guys, you know, that we'll get to talk to. And uh, tonight, just want to talk to Jason Harris and catch up with him and see how he's doing and seeing how everything's going. I know Father's Day is right around the corner, so go ahead and say, uh, we'll we'll say uh, happy Father's Day to all the the dads out there. And um, to my dad, happy Father's Day and I love you and all that good stuff. (laughs) But uh, go ahead, Jason, why don't you just say hello to everybody.
1: Hey, I just want to say hello to everybody, and like Brian was saying, man, happy Father's Day to all those dads out there, and the dads that should be, and the dads that couldn't be, man. I just want to say uh, we appreciate all of you. You know, there's dads out there that uh that ain't blood dads, and and they're a special kind of father as well, and they deserve recognition for the stepping up to the plate. I just say Happy Father's Day to us all, man. It's you know, in the world we live in, we just gotta. Kind of guide our kids the best we know how and the and the way we were raised and I just appreciate everyone that steps up to the plate and takes care of their kids and takes care of others. Yeah, you're right. I Man, I was reading a book,
0: um, by a guy named Doctor Victor Rios, and he was um explaining about how he was raised by a single mother, um, and then he came, you know, to age. I want to say he's somewhere around uh, 20, early 20s. He um, flew to Mexico to meet his dad. You know, he tracked him down and everything and got to his uh, father's um, doorstep and uh, was real nervous. You know, he said he was shaking. And so he knocked on the door and there's a guy that answered the door and he had the same type of nose that he has on his face. You know, and he was just, you know, being uh he recognized that that was his dad, you know, that's the face he'd been looking at in the mirror and his whole life. So he knew when he met this guy that, you know, he was looking at the face of his dad. And, um, he said that, you know, he wanted to ask him a lot of questions, but he didn't get to, you know, like really dig into the deep issues and nothing. He just, you know, said that he wanted to meet his, his biological father. And then, uh, head back to California where he lived at the time and he said once he got back home he realized he should have asked him more questions but he didn't but he was just real nervous and excited to meet him you know and I thought to myself you know if I was him you know in his position what would I do um you know I really don't know but I know there's dads out there in this world trying, right, Jason? There's there's guys out there that they try, they try to be good dads, you know?
1: Yeah, the, you know, it's um, it's not an easy road to, to handle, you know. There was when I was a young man, and I, I didn't have the greatest relationship, and in the like in the first episode we talked about our relationship with my parents, and I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad, and you know, I uh, there was a lot of years that I spent very angry at him because in as any kid that kind of, I don't want to say abandoned, well, yeah, you know, kids get abandoned and they get, you know, tossed to the side by parents sometimes. Some people just want I mean this in the mo- utmost respectful way, some people just ain't meant to be parents. They just don't got that that nurturing mm-hmm. ability in them, you know, and um, yeah. I've been a lot of years angry at my dad and it took having a, a son to realize you know it ain't as easy as I thought it was be would would be to be a dad, you know, and learning how to to navigate and knowing that every choice you make now is looked upon by somebody
0: that's deep man, yeah, that's true um, I was reading you know just going through that book and uh it it was a book about his life this this guy uh Victor Dr. Victor Rios he he was born in Mexico and uh they left Mexico to come to the United States to California and um talked about his travels and he talked about you know living in just uh, some horrible conditions and uh i was you know you hear stories about kids being abused you hear stories about you know, kids being neglected and whatnot, and uh, then you got kids that are, you know, in the Jameson Center, you know, um, you know, God be with those kids, you know, and uh with the parents, like you said, you know, and really, when you think about it, you're the voice of your child, you know, the, I have a three-year-old, and he doesn't speak, Eng- you know, like English, he speaks Christopher, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you have to learn to understand their language, you know, and um, you have to learn to uh, interpret what they're doing. Uh, My little guy, he'll, he'll, he'll talk nonsense, and he'll be pointing, you know, and I'm like, what are you saying, you know, but it takes a real, it takes a real man to, you know, get down to their level and find out what they're talking about, you know, and I believe that's all kids want, you know, that's all kids want in a dad, just to, a person to come down to their level and understand them, or at least take the time to try to right. understand them. Right? Yeah. I, th-
1: I think that, you know, that's a big part of it. And I can't speak for other fathers. You know, um, I have three boys, man. And it's one of the things that I've through taking form and training and different disciplines and stuff that I've put myself through leadership courses and things like that. You, you really start to learn how, that you cannot have the same attitude towards towards every child. And we kind of touched on this last episode that we were doing this. But you can't have the same cookie cutter approach to everything that you do with your kids. Man, I got three boys that are from the same mom and dad. But talking about like three totally polar opposite opinions and personalities and, and the way they respond to things. And you got to learn how to navigate. And I think one of the really key things to being a good father is that you have to open your heart to being taught just as much as you're willing to teach.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's what I've learned too, as being a a dad, being, a, um, being there for my kids. I mean, especially right now I've been home for the past, you know, a few months and, um, that's what I've been focusing on, man. I've I learned how to put a, a sandbox <laughs> together. <laughs> I learned how to put a playhouse, you know, for them together. I learned how to um, you know, just do different things around the house for them. And what I'm learning is that's that's really what it takes, you know, being a dad, you know. And 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 like you said earlier, it may not necessarily be your kids, you know, that you're um having to uh be their father, you know. And it really does, it takes a special kind of a person to uh, enter that role. And like, and you know, like I'm saying, like going back to what you said, not everybody may be cut out to be that person, you know. Um, I understand, I met through my life, you know, in my lifetime that there were guys that um, they didn't turn out to be good dads, you know. And I think it was heartbreaking because, you know, for me, you you miss out on that you know you you kind of rob yourself of being a uh, you know being that example for that child but you know maybe it's a selfishness issue maybe it's um you know first of all i know it's not you get you know being right with god because any person any man that's right with god they'd want to do what it's necessary to you know be a good dad for their kids you know oh, do you agree with 100%. me i
1: think you know first and foremost the center of all things and we've we've said this amongst ourselves, talking is you know the center of all things is Christ first, and it's Christ oriented. If you can learn to be obedient to your father, you're gonna be a ten times greater father than what you would have been without him. And it's navigating the relationship with him is where you start to learn how to um, be firm but compassionate in the same in the same sense. You know, it's learning how to. Um, the standard and know that you have to be the first one accountable in that standard if you're gonna ever make a a great life and a great person out of a out of a child that you have. You know you have to be involved to evolve as Mm -hmm. a parent and you have to constantly Mm -hmm. focus your needs kind of to the back of your lifestyle once you become a parent because I mean you have to take these kids and and I know my three boys, man they they're active and they want they want things and they you know they're eager to learn and it's it's it takes a daily devotion and a day daily discipline to to be a good father. You can't just feel like doing it one day and then give up the next day because I feel like times that I've done that as a father it sets me way back further than just that day
0: yep. Yeah. You know, and another thing too is, uh, children, they look to us, you know, um, they want us to be successful. You know, whenever, whenever us as dads, you know, whenever we're successful, we're just creating a a lane or, or being the example for them to be successful later on in life. Because, um, I, you know, I'll share this with everybody. I'll share, you know, I've shared it with you, um, I didn't graduate high school and um, I'm, I'm going back. I, I've done the work and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully graduating this month, you know, um, hopefully in a few days. But, um, and the reason why I did that is because I want, first of all, I want to explain to my son and my daughter that, yeah, you may have given up or you may have, you know, messed up, whatever the situation is, but that doesn't mean that you don't, you know, that you can't go back and try to make it right. And that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I am I want to be that example for my my kids that, you know, uh, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you didn't make the best decision, you know, I was always taught to do the next right thing. And if you continue to, you know, keep your mindset focused on that goal, that ultimate goal you're trying to get to, Doing the next right thing becomes easier because you know that you have people looking up to you. You know that you have people looking to you, so you want to help lead them in the right direction. Oh, I agree. 100%. You agree with me?
1: It, It's you know, it's it's a good lesson to teach your, your kids. You know, it's the old say, "You're never too old to to go back and do things." You know, I and and I agree with that a hundred percent. I th- I give you. A, a, and utmost respect when it comes to doing this because it's tough you know i go, go to gcu and i'm going to get a bachelor's degree in in christian studies and it's like man you know if i had my kid because you know me and my my ex-wife we split the kids and i'm sitting here thinking working if i had those three kids full time this would be overbearing sometimes you know so I give you all the utmost respect for going back and, and accomplishing something that you've had your heart on since you were young, man. And that's, that's a good thing because Christopher and your daughter need to know that, Hey, just because i make a mistake when I'm young, doesn't mean I don't get the opportunity to to come full circle and, and fix it.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. And congratulations on the doctor's degree, man. Um, uh, Praise God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I congratulate you on, on graduating, you know, and you know, and it's funny because you know my grandfather, he never graduated high school, and it's like, man, talking to him all my life, and then talking to you. When I talk to you, you would never, you would never put the two together because you're well spoken and very educated in, in the things of life. And it's like, man, it don't, you know, it, as much of as of an accomplishment as it is. And I'm not taking away from that accomplishment. It's not the final say in where you're going, like anything else. Your father has a final say. You know, he doesn't choose the qualified he
0: qualifies the chosen <laughs> amen to that <laughs> that's good no that's no you're absolutely right and I appreciate your words man I really do um uh what what kind of advice would you give uh a man that um maybe finds himself um, in a position where he's going to be a father uh what, what would you say to that man individual?
1: Uh, ooh there's a lot of things I would say to a young man. You know, I, I think back to me being 40 now when I became a father. Um, being in there and watching that baby bo- and my first son be born was, was special to me because it just changed the atmosphere around me. You know, I was um, hard in the drugs and I was hard to live in a life that wasn't righteous with God and you know, it took me into my 30s before I started living that life. But when I had my son, like, everything stopped and slowed down for a moment. You know, when he was born, he came come out crying. And and everybody was trying to quiet him and comfort him. And my oldest son, Noah, he was just crying and bawling. And I said, son, it's going to be okay. And it was like instantly he was quiet. I'll never forget that moment. Oh, wow. For as long as I live because you – The one thing I would, the biggest advice I would give to a father is from the bottom of my heart, man, truly appreciate every day that you get with them and make every day the best day you can have with them because before you know it, they're 18 months. And then before you know that, they're 18 years old and they're starting to venture out into life and do things. And it's in the blinking of an eye, man. And just always be truthful with your kids. Don't be one to promote your past. Don't run from it either. You know, you got to be honest with your kids and let them know that you made mistakes. And you're not always going to agree with the, the choices they make in their lifestyle or things like that. But but love them and love them unconditionally because it's because you don't agree with it. That's between ultimately between them and the father, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with everything you said. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I would do. I would advise that young person, um, you know, regardless of the age of the individual, um, if you find yourself in a position where you're about to be a father, um, you know, understand that, you know, that's, that's the undertaking that you, you've, um, encountered, you know, <laughs> nothing right. to run from. Um, it's nothing to embrace. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, um, experience joy beyond belief. Um, you're gonna, um, you know, you're going to have some obstacles in the way, but it's nothing that you can't overcome. And, you know, uh, you think about all the stories that you hear about people that were born in, um, you know, advers- adversity, you know, and in, in, in horrible conditions, and they've overcome it. You know, um, if you look uh, look around you, um, you know, the places that you're at, if you're at a church, if you're at a uh a school, whatever the situation may be, there's always somebody there that you can look to, like as a mentor, you know, a situation like that. And um, when it comes to to church, you know, you're going to find some great mentors in church. Um, Those, the men that are put in place, as far as the leadership of the church, uh, they can be your greatest asset when it comes to advice, uh, guidance, you know, and understanding. I'm going to share something with you, Jason. I learned a friend of mine taught me how to change the oil in my car. <laughs> you know? He taught me how to uh brother Eddie, he, he he's still a good friend of mine, but um, you know, I, I love him. Uh, Eddie O'Vara, I love him. And uh he taught me how to change the oil in my car, taught me taught me how to change the spark plugs, um, tires, you know, um everything about a car. And and the reason why I'm pointing to that is because That was a person that was not, you know, um, I wouldn't necessarily say blood related because I met him through church, you know, and, uh, he just became a a real valuable person to me and I love him and I appreciate him. But the reason why I love and I appreciate him so much is because of what he taught me. You know, he taught me things that were necessary to, um, taking care of my family, uh, taking care of myself, my job, you know, (laughs) I remember, uh, When I first got into safety, man, for some reason, I was, um, having flat tires all the time. And, um, it got so bad to where the project manager, he came to me, he said, Ryan, these tires are killing (laughs) me, man. (laughs) I Flat tires like every month, you know? (laughs) And, uh, anyways, I told them, I said, well, I'm just going everywhere. Like you, you know, told me you wanted me to do, but, um, uh, I learned how to change tires and I learned how to, um, make sure that, uh. If there's a location that I don't need to be at, I don't need to drive on it. But you know what I learned too is those uh, welders. You know, if you're a welder out there, you know what I'm talking about. They lay, they lay that, uh, uh, throw that rod everywhere, and them tires yeah, pick up that do. rod.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I fuck, buddy.
0: But you know. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't necessarily take a dad to show you how to become, you know, that that uh, caretaker of your family, if you will. Um, and again, you may, okay, let's look at it another way. Maybe you're that person that, um, you know, your mom or whatever the situation may be, um, you know, whether it was, you know, you're on the streets by yourself, nobody's around you there's going to be a person that you're going to meet, I promise you. The Bible says, whenever my mother and my father have forsaken me, then will the Lord take me in. And I believe that God will appoint someone to help be your caretaker. Do you agree with me, Jason?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I think that is a lot of our purpose here on earth, man. I think it is, you know, despite what you see in the news and despite what you see in the media and despite what you see going on in the world, I think that if when we get back to, you know, and, I may get a lot of hate for this and I may get a lot of rejection and but I I don't see it being a skin color problem. I seen it being a heart and a sin problem. And it's mm-hmm. been that way for thousands of years, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it it ain't got nothing to do with the, if you take that situation with George Floyd, you know, it's mm-hmm. um, there there's all ethnic backgrounds standing there when this thing is going on, you know, and a, mm-hmm. that's one of the saddest videos I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. watch a man beg for his life like that. You know, that makes me emotional Mm -hmm. when I first seen it. And I think that if people get to the heart of it and get back to the word, get back back to giving their heart to God, man, you're going to find that the only answer to what's going on with us right now is giving and turning back to God as a nation, as a community, as a household, as an individual. Until we take accountability for our sins and repent of them and give our life back to God, He's not gonna give us our true callings, and our true calling is to be here to take care of one another, and mentor each other, and pick each other up. And what's the Bible tell you? It tells you to carry the burdens of your brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know um, that situation was horrible. Uh, I I regret that that ever happened. You know, I was not, I was not in no way, shape, form, or you know, fashion involved. I regret this George Floyd um, situation, you know, with his life and his family. Um, my, my heart, my, you know, my heart, my prayers go out to them. I, I hope that, you know, the, that God will grant comfort, you know, in that situation. Um, you know, one, okay, let me, let me, let me explain something or let me share something with you too. i uh, just talking about death. Um, when, uh, death occurs in a person's as a family member um, a mom dad whatever the situation is we got to remember that people people do feel alone but they're not alone you know um it's a perfect time for those that are surrounding that situation to realize that even though that person may no longer be there that doesn't mean that they're alone and uh I, you've experienced death, Jason. I've experienced death, and that's what that's taught me that I'm not alone. You know, that person not around anymore, and you can't talk to them, doesn't mean that they're not still there with you. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I, that memory, that legacy is still there, right?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that just because that person leaves, doesn't mean that everything they taught you and the, and the, like, especially with the experience with my grandfather, you know, he, he raised me. And just because he left doesn't mean that I'm not going to still try to be the best man that he taught me how to be. You know, the legacy of him is for me to carry on and give to my sons and and be good men, you know, and, and the standard high for us, you know, and, and That's good. I have to do my job. He always taught me, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm as he was walking his path. And he always taught me, I don't want you to take the same path I took. I want you to walk right beside me and excel further than I ever did. Carry it on, you know, and because that person's gone doesn't mean that you don't still owe them to do justice of being the best person that they taught you to be.
0: Right. That's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, we're not here without examples, you know. Um, I, Mom, when I, you know, the er- years of our marriage, my wife would tell, tell me, you know, how the Bible says, you know, that you're not an island or no man right. live to himself, no man die to himself, right? <laughs> and uh, I would carry some burdens, man, early on in our marriage and, you know, maybe the first two years or so. And what it was is um, I was going through things where I knew that God you know, God wanted more out of me and I was given as much as right. I could or as much as I could at the time, you know, and, um, early in the ministry, um, I started, uh, in the ministry, uh, the Wasco Free Will Baptist Church in, uh, 2002. I got to the church and about two years later, so that's 2004, I really kind of went full fledged, you know, as far as, um, uh, soul winning door knocking, outreach ministry, that kind of thing. And, um, I remember getting out there and meeting people. And, uh, uh, the point I'm trying to make is like with the fatherhood situation, um, I would watch the older brothers, my older brothers in the church. I would watch how they would, uh, you know, do and deal with their families and, uh, raise their kids. And, um, I would learn, you know, learn what it took to be a man, learn what it took to be a father. But like I said, deep down inside, I was still struggling with some issues, and um, I learned that the only way that I was ever going to overcome those issues is to get closer to God, and that's what I did. And uh, I got to the point to where I knew that um, that there was a whole lot more out there for me, you know, in the sense that uh, God was calling me to do. Um, Uh, things outside of the church you know and uh, I was looking for for ways to do it anyways long story short here I am uh, years later from 2002 years later uh, looking into the to the ministry and thinking about um, ways to help and I know that there's a a, a ministry I want to say out of Florida that's called, uh, well, it's the man in the mirror is, it it was based off of a book, but, uh, they have a ministry going on where they really just specialize in men and like men's ministry. And I want to say that, uh, that's something that God's been laying on my heart. I have this, you know, again, I'll talk about this rebuild and restore thing, but having a men's ministry to see men, uh, focus on what God wants them to focus on, you know, um, so we've been How
1: in the now for four years,
0: Four years, yeah. Four years, and see inside of that four years. Um, I bet you can look back on um, situations and events that take you know that have taken place, and um, I know that you've encountered things that have made you stronger. And I, and the reason why I'm saying that is because. You seeking after the bachelor's degree, I mean, that's something that's really, um, that's admirable, man. That's really um, something that, you know, you can say that, hey, this guy's got a goal. He's got uh, ambition. He's got drive. He's got passion. And uh, I mean, that, that says a lot, brother. That really does. That really does say a lot. Um, I commend you for that, man. Um, but right. I kind of rambled there for a minute. <laughs> the point. I- the point I'm trying to make is that us as guys, you know, we need to look at where we are and then where we need to be. You know, um, I know that's that's not a that's not a that's really not an easy thing to do. As easy as it sounds, I, I know that you've heard that and you know that from your heart's experience that you say things and it sounds yeah, it sounds easy, talking, but it's not
1: that it's easy. Talking.
0: You know, we gotta yeah. learn and grow. <laughs> We gotta learn, we gotta
1: grow, you know, and that oh, growing part it growing hurts. Growing the hardest part of it. Because you know that that's that's the way he designed you was to take situations that are supposed to be devastating and life altering and changing for yourself, and sometimes it can be, but he also designed you to rebound from it and use your past experiences to better someone else around you. You know, there's gonna become situations that things I've dealt with as a teenager and and as a kid in certain situations that when it starts happening to my kids, it's like, hey, look, what you need to do is just sit down and have an open conversation and communication is, is a is a good key thing to to being a father. You know, I think it takes I'm one that I've had to really, really work on being just a hothead and why didn't you do it the way I wanted to do it? It done. You know, and I've had to develop how to sit back and show them how to do it. Instead of yelling, tell them how to do it.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, what is listening here? How can I ask this? And I mean, with me, um, what is one of the things that you've taught your kids lately? Um, Maybe you wish you would have learned early on in life. That's, that's a, that's a um, general question, but I think it's pretty deep. You know, what's something that you taught your kids that you believe that you could Man, have learned I, early on in life? I think one of the biggest you?
1: things that I, I wish you- I would have been taught as a kid that I've tried to teach my kids is that, um, you know, it's, find something that you're passionate about and then use it to change the world. You know, the dollar amount you make is not always going to be the satisfat- satisfying factor in why you're doing what you're doing. Find a passion and a joy and a love that you have in your heart that, that makes your heart bubble. And take that passion and use it to better make someone else's heart bubble. Now, that's That's the biggest thing I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger was, hey, you know what? You have a calling in your life and use that calling in your life to better those around you. Be a servant. Don't be afraid to be a servant, man. That's one of the things I love about you. And other examples in a church, both your church and my church, is there. There's servant hearts everywhere you turn, man. And, and that's one of the biggest things is you got to be willing to lay your pride and lay your your self satisfaction to the side and bring a common goal to your your brothers and your sisters in Christ. And serving them is the best way to do it. That's good.
0: I remember preaching when you said servant. I remember preaching a sermon um, one time uh, here in Wasco at the church about a servant leader, and um, the the person I used to describe uh, being a servant leader was the Lord Jesus. You know, his life. When you look at the Lord's life, and I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever you look at his life, you see that he was a servant you know, to all, right? And remember, when he washed the disciples' feet, he told them that, you know, I've come to seek and to save, you know, but he got down on his on his knees and his hands and he washed their feet. And uh he said, what I'm doing, you do likewise, you know. You do exactly, you know. In other words, whoever's the least among you is the greatest, you know. And that's not an arrogance, he that's, that's, that's a person willing to be the example, you know, for us to follow. And, and that's what I, that's what I, that's what I've learned to do is that the Lord Jesus is the example and he's the person I need to follow. That's who I need to model myself after. You know, if I'm going to be a great dad, he's the one that I need to model myself after. He's the outline I need to follow, (laughs) you know, and it's what God laid on my heart, brother. And that, that sermon, I remember preaching that sermon and I remember it went very well and um and really like you said and having that heart, having that heart to be a servant is not very common these days. Um people you know, we live in this new day and age where the social media craze is taking over a lifestyle, you know, and where people need that camera pointing on them to be successful and that camera is only showing everybody who you really are, you know, and and it's something that we really gotta be mindful of. We gotta be um, um, encouraging, we have to be motivating because the poison that we could possibly spread into people's minds, I mean that could come back one day yeah. and
1: haunt us, you know. I so we have to that. be careful. You know, and most people take Christians and not or non believers, you know, they hear they hear that scripture and when you hear the least of least of the is the greatest. And it's like, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is or at least in my mind, I'll speak for myself when I first heard that verse was I picture someone who is weak and fimble and, and isn't able to defend themselves. And and God going to take this person that is the, the, the least of all these people with the strength. Why? I mean, look at David. He was just a, a, a runt, but the point I'm trying to get to is it's not just the least in strength. It's the least that are willing to be arrogant, the least that are wa- willing to be prideful, the least that are willing to be, you know, self self-driven and it's like you have to understand that if you're ever going to be successful as a christian and spreading the gospel is first serving people's yeah. needs and, and their desires and building that gap and that bridge between them and god
0: that's good i like how you use david that's good too i whenever you said david's name i was thinking about how um uh, his father at the time right I mean when you uh, uh, when God sees a shepherd boy or when when sorry other people see a shepherd boy God sees a king you know and it's awesome it's awesome you know God God has great plans you know for you and for us you know whenever our child our children are born Uh, It's just another opportunity for God to use someone to bless, you know, bless this world with what God's given, you know, and um, I, you know, uh, as far as skills go, my dad, he's a a heavy equipment operator. And um, the first the first job I got were it involved me running equipment. I left the oil field for a year and um, I had to uh, find a job outside of the oil and gas industry. And a friend of mine. Thank God worked at this place where he was in a position where he can give me a job. I worked for him, and I love him. He's still a good friend of mine, and uh, I want to thank Brother Chad if you're listening. (laughs) But uh, I was there with him, and I worked for him. But I I operated this scraper, you know, those paddle scrapers, and uh, I was scared to death of that thing. Jason, I'm not going to lie to you. I remember... (laughs) That thing would beat me up, man. That stupid thing would beat me up. <laughs> I would get stunk, man. That the blade, I, you got to learn how to work the blade on those things. But that blade would get hung up, and when that blade gets hung up, the the whole front end of that scraper jumps. And I'm not talking like hydraulics, <laughs> like people look cool and the, you know lowriders and stuff. You don't ever want to spot that thing. I'm talking. It's almost like if you um, visualize, if you will, putting, uh, you know, like a, a shaking, like a shaking, you know, like having a a mix, you know, with um, ice and water, and you're shaking it in a in a glass. That's <laughs> how you feel in that stinking scraper, man. You know, <laughs> your head just kind of bubbles around. It feels like your head's gonna come off of your shoulders and Uh, Needless to say, after four months of getting beat up by that thing, I learned to master it and I became pretty good. (laughs) But my dad told me, he's like, look, son, you're going to have to enjoy this. So, you know, use it, use this opportunity to learn how to control that machine. And I did, you know, I I took my dad's advice and it worked out. And he's someone that I looked up to, you know, as far as being, um, first of all, my dad, but you know, um, that skill of being able to operate equipment. And I learned that uh, you have to be disciplined enough yeah. to believe in yourself, you know, <laughs> you and have to believe tough. that you can do this, you know, <laughs> but that came from my death, man.
1: Oh, and that, that right there is a, what a you tough say? discipline to have, you know, you have to start. And I think that comes from making the right decisions right decision one decision at a time and you start to build confidence in yourself and you start to carry yourself with a certain integrity that is admirable to other people but it's it takes a day by day and an hour by hour decision to always do the noble thing right and to be able to be teachable you know your dad coming to tell you look son as much as this is beating you to death you're going to have to learn how to master this thing because it's <laughs> ultimately it's the obstacle that is keeping you from a, achieving a goal without even having it, you know and it's not teaching yeah. you like that not telling you yeah. hey you can't do this just drop it no take your time slow down and learn how to control it don't let it control you
0: exactly that's you said it perfectly right there. <laughs> That's good. Man, I, I I love talking to you, man. You're awesome. Um yeah, you're awesome, bro. How um let's let's do this. Let's do another episode, man. Um um I don't wanna take up too much of your time and I know that it's almost nine thirty uh here in oh. California, the beautiful land of California. No. But uh <laughs> But uh, is there anything you'd like to say to uh, any of the listeners, Man, like know, saying hello to anybody? or As usual, know, um, uh, before, I, say before I love
1: you and say hi to my wife, you know, so listening to this. And uh, there's a few uh, church folk that I put to that I was going to be doing this podcast, and they know who they are. And I love them, and I appreciate every one of them. And I appreciate them being the example in my life. Uh, I love and I appreciate you, Ryan Manuel. Uh, it's always nice to get around men that could shape each other and mold each other and love each other without having to be with, with being Christ-like and just being gentle, you know, you don't have to be uh, a total weakling to be meek and to be gentle and to be Christ-like and to do the right things in life, man. And and it's good to get around people that are very like-minded and I love doing this, man. And like I told, told you, I would love to get with you outside of this and just sit there and pick each other's brains about experiences and, and, the Bible and being good Christian man, man, and, and continuing a relationship where we, uh, where we build each other as Christians. And I, I just say I, I love you, man. And you know the things that are going on in the world. I just, I, I hope and pray that uh, you know things can get changed around because there, are, there are some things that that definitely need to be addressed if we're going to accomplish as human beings what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has set us out to do. And that is to get past all these barriers. And I just I just think if I could tell anybody anything, just take the time to understand someone else's story. Don't always assume that it's a position of hate. Sometimes it's it's being scared and, and having no other way out of it, you know, and just taking the time and loving each other and building each other up and understanding each other's stories is the only way we're ever gonna accomplish hate and racism and, and ungodliness.
0: That's good. I agree with everything you said and love you too, brother. You're awesome. Uh, You have a great wife. She's a real sweetheart and a great family. And man, I look forward to doing this. I mean, yeah, whenever all this is, man, I can't wait for this thing to calm down so we can, you know, I'd love to be able to just sit around with you too, man. And we'll, we'll go to God's word and we'll go to the, you know, just, just talk, sure. man. Just be around each other. Enjoy each other's company. Uh, I know there's places that we can get together and sit down. So, we'll I'll do have a book soon, for you, I'm you looking win. forward uh, to it. Meet up. Okay, I appreciate that. And I'll bring something with me that way I can give to you as well. <laughs> but, um, I want to thank you, brother, and thank you for your time and everything. And I um, just want to just uh, you know let you know I appreciate you and p- appreciate everyone listening. And uh, just thank you guys for uh, sticking around and listening to uh, the Rye Radio podcast. This is not about this is not about me. This is for God's glory, and just for for God's kingdom, and uh, that's what I'm doing this for. I want to just help be a light in this dark world. Um, uh, and what I mean by dark world is that there's just a lot of negativity and I, I, I don't think people are fans of negativity, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, I want to, I want to help bring some light to these situations that we're facing as human beings, you know, and, uh, and God knows what we're trying to do. And, uh, I, I appreciate my brother Jason being on the podcast and enjoying this episode with me. And, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Say hello to my friend Kenny, and uh, his brother Greg, and uh, and Anna, and and Desiree, and 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 uh, Dolores, and Joe, and everybody. Just saying hello to all the the family, and uh, love you guys, and uh, love you, brother Jason. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. It's you, man, always a pleasure being, being on, with
1: man. you, man. And you know, we're always an open book to discuss anything with you. You know, I, I enjoy good discussions, and I just—it's the only way we grow is, as as Kurt- Christians and in the faith and as the old saying iron sharpens iron and I I just appreciate you and I I enjoy being on this podcast Mm -hmm. man and I I look forward to the next episode and I look forward to getting together and having a conversation outside of this podcast I think we have a a lot to offer each other when it comes to serving God and and moving forward in the kingdom of God because I think it's going to look a lot different from here on out Mm
0: as you just heard had a good time talking with jason harris i'm looking forward to next time want to thank you all for listening and want to thank jason harris once again for being on the podcast and uh hopefully we can meet again talk again and uh enjoy each other's company over this uh rye radio podcast the topic of fatherhood, uh, I can't be a good dad without having a, a good wife, so I want to say thank you to my wife, Amanda, and thank you for helping me with the kids and for helping me raise these kids, and uh, I love you, I love them, I love Molly and Christopher, I love my babies, and I just thank God that, uh, that I have you in my life. Thank you all for tuning in
1: and listening to Rye Radio.